Blog Talk Radio. America. I'm Brendan Carmody. We are on the phone today, New Year's Eve, with the Gaty Bunch. We have, uh, let's let the Gaty Bunch introduce yourselves. Go ahead. I'm Chris. I'm Tammy. We're the Gaty Mom. Hi, Chris and we Tammy. Uh, happy we, Happy New yeah. Year's to you both. This is the end of 2016. Are you excited? Yes. Happy New Year to you, and yes, we're very excited to begin 2017. I am as well. Definitely. Um, so why don't you, uh, why don't we start here? Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the Gaty Bunch, a little bit about your family? I can tell you from the summary that you are two moms, five kids, two dogs, and a bunch of cats, but why don't we yeah. expand on that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's because we're weak when it comes to our daughter. So uh, we have uh, seven cats, which is crazy. What she's not telling you is that I'm weak to my wife and two daughters because the three of them conspire and then attack me and then I have to say yes. Do the seven so. cats get along with the two dogs? They do actually. They don't they kind of like stay out of each other's way, so it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, so we raise yeah, they're all biologically our children. Yeah, uh well um the oldest uh kids which are uh twenty year old twins a uh, boy and girl, well, Michael oldest, and Bianca. Harrison. You know, they're the elder twins. Uh, our oldest son, Harrison, he doesn't live with us, but he's uh, he's 27. He's getting married in May, so we're very excited about that. And we and yeah. Chris's logical kids are uh, Alessandra and Anthony. She's 13, and he's nine. So we have a whole tribe of kids, and it's great. <laughs> that's exciting. No, you really are. You really are a Katie bunch. That's that's exciting. Yeah. Um yeah, so so 2016 has been just a whirlwind year. You know, there there were positives, but there was an election, there were celebrity deaths, there was a lot of negatives. So if I could just ask you both, why don't you give me your best and worst memory of 2016? Let's start with the best, if you have a best one. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll go first. I, I guess the best is uh, my mom uh, has stage four cancer, and but she's such a trooper, and she has such a positive, uh, you know, vibe and 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 positive to you know she just has, is very strong and a great will to live. So she's still with us, and that's my positive. Um, I would say my negative is that I was in a car accident in September, uh, so I had a two-level fusion on my neck, uh, but mm. I pulled through, and you know. I, I keep going and, and stay positive with it. Well, my yeah. my negative my negative is the cats. Um, <laughs> that would be my negative. The cats, uh, definitely the cats are my negative, and and the election is probably my. Oh, negative. but definitely that's another negative. Yeah. Um, but my positive is uh, my family. It's always going to be my positive with my family. That, that's incredible. Um, and, and I'm also uh, personally marking that down that the cats in the election rate equally on the, <laughs> on the scale. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk, let's talk about that. So you have, I mean, you have a family, you know, you're LGBTQ. So I'm sure that an election with, you know, a lot of hateful rhetoric and everything that we sort of saw over this last year and a half leading up to the big day and 
this result, it must have either shocked you, surprised you, or had some type of an emotional impact. I mean, how does this emotion sit with you and your family? Well, you know, when I when I watched the election, I was, you know, I was kind of, I mean, I was devastated. You know, we're legally married, um, and I immediately panicked. Uh, I didn't know what the first step I should do to protect my family, you know, to, to make sure that nothing was undone. Um, literally took me a full day to recover from the news. Um, yeah. It was it, it's scary because you know we we came we have come so far you know with finally you know people just kind of letting you know lo- love be love and letting people live their lives and then you know we we have this election and now we have a, a vice president that's you know so right so so extreme right wing that it's like you know oh like conversion therapy we're gonna undo all the rights and there's gonna be no federal protection for for gay couples anymore. And I think it scares a lot of people, especially the well. It scares a lot of people in general that you know this, this, these two Gemini twins are running our country at the moment. But the fact that the community, the you know our community, is kind of you know up in the air with what's going to happen, and, and you know it's a, there's a lot of anticipation and a lot of stress and a lot of um, you know fear going into the new year. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a, a lot of the not knowing, you know, not knowing what's going to come next. Um, you know, it took so long for gay marriage to be legalized, and you know, as a married couple raising kids, it just it's frightening. I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen as far as like the people who are already married, if anything's going to change with that. But, you know, my feeling anyway is that I'm concerned about the future of the young, you know, young LGBTQ youth. You know, these are kids that are, you know, looking to, they they actually look up to us. We get we get kids, you know, talking to us all the time and saying, oh, we want what you have one day. And that's really important to us, which is our whole point of the Gaty Bunch is because we want to show young LGBTQ, you know, that, you know, they're okay. They need to be strong and, you know, have a family one day. You know, it's it's not impossible for them. And just to, you know, stay strong and keep their pride and, and you know, not let anyone get them down. But, you know, with this going on, you know, with with Trump and, and, and you know, this okay. election, it's just like they're probably, I'm sure they're worried and they, I think rightly so. Do you think that there are a lot more um, issues at play that have sort of come to light in this sort of new America? It's kind of the, it was the same America, but now everything has sort of come to the surface and been put under the microscope via things like the election results. Um, you know, was it a surprise to you that none of the talking heads, like none of the cable news or regular news was really giving the possibility that there could be a Trump presidency. It was almost like we were going to go through the procedure of election night to incoronate Hillary Clinton and then this surprising result. So there's a lot of distrust for the media right now, and a lot of folks are talking about fake news stories. Do you have any response about all of this that's being discussed? I mean, I think that it's, you know, the way everything went, and we watched, you know, all the debates and everything, and I mean, we the way I saw it was, you know, here's someone, you know, like Hillary Clinton, you know, admits 
admits to her faults, you know, open and honest about them. And then you have somebody over here that, you know, refuses, you know, attacking the president, you know, attacking President Obama, you know, blatantly attacking, you know, every type of person on his Twitter account that you could possibly imagine. And you're thinking to yourself, like, America's got to be smarter to to let this guy in. And then, you know, the you have the media sitting here pumping up Hillary, you know, saying, you know, she's a better choice, she's a better choice, she's a better choice. And then... You know, it, it was like when when the when we when Florida when we knew that we lost Florida, I was I literally did not know at that point what to do, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself like it's got to be it's like this isn't real like something's going on it's, yeah. something's a little fishy how can yeah. how can this guy get in office you know yes you know both of that you know people are arguing about okay we'll pick your lesser lesser evil but at the same time. You know, she was obviously, you know, the, the the popular vote, and she obviously should have been in the office. I mean, in my opinion, I think that I think that, that that something something went on, and I and I, you know, I wish I could figure out what you want to say, conspiracy theory or whatever. You know, you it, it just doesn't make sense. It does, doesn't doesn't yeah, add up to me. It. I don't trust it. I feel like there there was just something, uh, something that wasn't right with that. I mean. It, it didn't make sense. You know, my my whole take on the whole situation was that when I found out that Trump was running for presidency, my whole my whole thing from day one when I found out that he was running and he had picked Pence as his VP, I had said, you watch, he'll get in, give him a couple months, he'll resign, and then Pence will take over. And that's, and that's when and that's when, you know, we're going to be in trouble. So there's a lot of the reveals that the federal government, President Obama, all of our spy agencies, including the FBI and CIA, have uh, released in regard to the Russian hacking report, um, of which yes. <laughs> President-elect Trump is still denouncing and saying not to take it seriously, and he keeps having these discussions about it's time to move on. Um, I wanted to just draw your attention to the fact that the Washington Post, as uh, recently as tonight, is saying that they're uncovering more and more evidence that Trump and his campaign may have secret business ties and regular communications with Russia. So as sort of the Russia situation unravels, does that give you any more additional cause for worry as to the circumstances by which this man has risen to the presidency of the United States? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt for a second that there wasn't some sort of, you know, hacking going on. Um, I don't doubt it for a second. You know, I'm in the legal field. So, you know, when you sit and you look at this stuff, I don't – I see it, and and I don't doubt for a second that there wasn't some sort of hacking. And now you have – you know, you have you have Trump and you have Pence and you have, you know – what is it? Uh, I don't even want to mispronounce his name, you know, but the, was the Russian president, the three of them, the three amigos over there. I mean, all three of them are trigger happy. That's uh, – you know, that's a scary world that, you know – we're living in, and then unfortunately, the youth have to grow up in, you know, not knowing what's going to be, you know. And now you have you have the Russian president talking about, you know, airstrikes or you know uh, the cyber attack, you know, to, in retaliation against the accusations, and that's kind of scary. Yes, and President-elect Trump uh, began tweeting a week ago about the United States' need for additional nuclear weapons and to be more nuclear ready. So. I can I can personally see the escalation escalating mm-hmm. from here, um, but again it's New Year's so I'm trying to focus on the positives. We're not at war yet. 
Not yet. yet. <laughs> what would you uh if, if you could if you could predict a positive twenty seventeen for LGBTQ, assuming that some of our current standards remain in place. So let's say that there's no major challenge to the Supreme Court decision of Obergefell v. Hodges, so same-sex marriage stays in place. What um, types of things might you like to see happen for the community in 2017? What what would be kind of on your bucket list, if any? You know, I, I want people to understand, I want people to really try and understand transgender people. Um I really think there's such a really bad light on them, um, you know, from outside of the community. I I feel like people don't because I feel like people fear what they don't what they don't know or what they don't understand. So because of that fear, you know, it's immediately you know they're immediately attacked or you know um, bullied or whatever. Um, in one of my blogs, I I, I you know pay tribute to a young child in, in, I think it was Australia, that, that committed suicide because he was being bullied um, because, I, you know, because of his, his sexual preference. Um, and that always breaks my heart. And I think that uh, there's a lot of transgender people out there that, you know, aren't getting the same, you know, acceptance as, you know, a lesbian couple or, you know, a homosexual couple, Um and just in general too, like you know, you have the pansexuals and all that. So I also, I, I, I think also just LGBT, you know, other in other countries. I feel like, mm. you know, in other countries where That's there funny. are people getting, you know, killed or you know, arrested or whatever, you know, for being gay or lesbian. It's just I really feel that, you know, I'd like to see a change in that. I mean, because. I've seen a great change, you know, here mm-hmm. throughout the years, you know, where as, you know, even up until I would say five years ago uh, when my wife and I first met and we were looking for a house together where we were discriminated against and people weren't like allowing us to, you know, rent out a house because we were two women. I find now, you know, or when I had a surgery going back a few years ago and they wouldn't even let my wife in to see me. That was wow. really rough, and yeah, and you know now I see the big difference. They have total respect for us. You know, no one even blinks an eye when we go to the doctor's appointments together, or I say my wife. I see it. I see that it's, it's been normalized. Getting... Is that what we're saying that it's it's become normalized, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, it's becoming normal. I think I, you know, not to interrupt, but I think that the that you know, I think it's, that part of the community is being normalized. Um, I don't think that transgenders um, are being considered normalized, and that's right. that's what where I want to see the change coming in 2017. I want I want transgender people to be normalized. That you know this isn't something that we wake up one morning and we decide that you know I'm going to be a lesbian or hey I'm going to I'm going to marry a guy or I'm going to fall in love with a guy or you know what you know I'm a woman, but I want to become a man, you know, I don't, this isn't something that you wake up one morning and you, and decide. you just decide. This is it's who you are. And I think people need to understand that that goes for everybody in the LGBT community. That's why the community LGBTQ, is so, yeah. that's why it's so broad. Um, and that's what I want to see in 2017 is that the entire, the entire dynamic of the community is normalized as just what We're just we, human. Is, right, is, is what we are. It's just human human and that's it 
I'm I'm sort of smiling on my end. I I literally, folks, just came from a haircut, and I strongly suspect that the barber that just cut my hair um, is a transgendered woman. And I was so sure that I was trying to give some type of a sign, like like, hey, I'm a club member, like I'm one of you, but without like pulling out like a rainbow flag or card out of my wallet. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was I was also trying to just be like of the utmost respectful and not, you know, do anything other than normal. But but also if you know sometimes sometimes people recognize me as being gay without you know me wearing like the rainbow flag. So I do think that there are some subtle signs between members of the community. I don't know, call it gaydar, call it whatever you want, but there is some intuition where people sort of look at me. It's almost like if you saw the movie Fight Club where they look at each other and they just know they're club members. Sometimes people know that I'm a member, and sometimes I know they are. <laughs> exactly. And yet, you know, it's right, right you, and you just don't want to just, like, blurt it out or say something, but sometimes you just want to just show that you're supportive. Like, you know, you know what? I support you but without having to say it, you right. know? Because you know that they go through, you know, people go through uh, not being supported, and it, and it's a horrible feeling. I did want to follow up on the transgender topic by highlighting the story that's been in the news this week about the eight-year-old transgender boy that was denied entry, I believe, into the Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts. Did you yeah. did you read about that story? I read that article. I think it's so I that's got to be a difficult circumstance for someone that's already so young, that's already having those identity issues and trying to figure that out to then face rejection on that level, right? Well, yeah, and that's and and that's exactly where the changes have to come, you know, like that's what we'd like to see, you know, where these young kids don't have to go through this. It's so painful for them. And then you have these kids, you know, committing suicide because they can't handle it. And that's, it's just so sad, you know, we have children and no matter what, you know, our children are very fortunate that no matter who they are or, or you know, they know that they they can be comfortable to come to us and they will be supported, but not every kid has that. And by the way, I just want to fight off a misconception um, about gay families or, you know, being raised by same-sex couples. Um, you know, I've heard throughout my time that I've come out that, you know, the same-sex couples, you know, you know, your kids will be gay, you're going to rub the gayness off. All of our children are straight. Every single one of them are straight. So, oh, okay. you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know for sure, yeah, with the little guy. He's well, too young. We don't know. But I'm whatever just saying, you know, like, it's just <laughs> such a misconception out there that because, you know, kids are being raised by two moms or being raised by two dads or being raised by a transgender couple, you know, that... It's not contagious. It's who yeah. you are. It's who you're born, you know, born to be. That's it. You're born however you're born. It's, you know... <laughs> But yes, that's and you know, I mean, and you I know, know, I do see, I do see good news in the LGBTQ community news lines like every day. But it almost, I, I try, and I try to retweet them honestly, you all. But sometimes, you know, the headlines come in like tonight. There's a little bit of both. But there was a story the other day about, I believe it was a straight son supporting his gay father getting married, and I think that the father had been, you know, kind of closeted or had waited till the mom passed away or something that came out. So there are really great success stories of acceptance like that that happen every day, but it doesn't make the front page. (laughs) It's not out there. No, No, and I think that's, you know, I think that's the key part of the media, um, normalizing our community, is putting positive stories like that, you know, out there. 
and, you know, not just on social media, but like legitimately out there because it's important for the world to see that, you know, that's why I do the blog, you know, I mean, yeah, it's a very sarcastic blog and I'm just a very sarcastic person, but, um, you know, I like to make people laugh, you know, and I like to make people laugh, but I do the blog purposely because, you know, the majority of the stuff that goes on in this house is the same things that would go on in a straight family's house. Like, oh, yeah. you know, waking up because, you know, cats are tearing down a Christmas tree or, you know, waking up because the little guy's right. sick or, you know what I mean? It's, bills, it's, jobs, have, family, yeah, bills, yes, all all that stuff. Cats. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. We're no different than the straight couple next door with kids, you know? We're just no different. Yeah, and I mean, I think the nor- being being in the being in a limelight or being in the light and showing a positive side to having, you know, to to an LGBT family, you know, is what needs to be seen. And you know, I that's my goal for my personal goal for 2017 is to kind of elevate, you know, the gay bunch and kind of, you know, really really try and get it out there so that people, you know, latch onto it and see it and and you know wanna, you know, feel like they they have, you know, people need to feel comfortable. They have to stop. People are just they feel uncomfortable when it's something different, and it's it's just ridiculous. Like if if more people, I posted something the other day, and it was a little a little girl saying to her mother, "Oh, is that a boy or a girl?" And the mother said, "That's a human." And I loved it. I loved it because yeah, this is what more people need to do. And I think well, let, by people let me ask you about entertainment. Let me ask you both about entertainment. So, and this is something that I hear all the time. So when folks either go to the movie theater or turn on television shows, and this is a demographic question, but most often the answer is people want to see themselves represented. So do the two of you, when you watch television generally, feel that you see yourself represented? Do you feel that the LGBTQ has gotten a lot more television representation, or do you still feel like you don't see yourself when you tune into programs? No, I think we need to see a lot more. I, yeah. I don't think, you know, you see one show here and there, compared to the many shows of, you know, with straight couples or straight, you know, just straight people, once in a while, you know, it's like they'll throw in, you know, like a token gay person, but like, you know, and it shouldn't only have to be on, you know, specific stations like, you know, let's say Logo or, you know what I mean? Like a station where that just shows like, you know, gay people, like it should be there on regular television networks. There needs, there needs to be like more, you know, television series where there are, you know, gay couples or just, you know, even single gay people. But there needs there needs to be more. There's not enough. Yeah, I mean, you feel the you same know, way about the film industry? Film industry is doing the same absolutely. as television, not enough representation? Not, exactly. en- not enough. No, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. I think, and I don't think that there's enough out there. And I'm not saying that we need, you know, that we need to monopolize like, you know, the T V stations and the movie and, and the movie theaters. But you know it should be equal. It should be yeah. Say. I mean we're you know and that's the only way that we will be normalized. That's the only way that we will be looked at as humans is if people actually come and see, you know, how we live our lives. You know, how you know, you come to our home, we don't have a rainbow flag outside our house. We don't have, you know, we don't have rainbow things inside the house. Like it's where our house is a blue house, you know, in, in the middle of the suburbs and, you know, two cars in the driveway, a basketball net out in front. And you would, if by looking at it, you said it was a straight couple's house, you know, until yeah. then I get out of the 
are when I get home from work. And then they're <laughs> like, hey, there's a lesbian. But besides that, you know what I mean? Like, it's where it's just a normal-looking house. And then there needs to be more in the media. There needs to be more on TV. And I think, it's you know, that's just about equality. I feel like we still don't have the same, you know, equality. You know what I mean? Yes, and, and I, I definitely want to give props to our fellow journalists that um, are out in the community. At this point, we know that some major players in television news, like Rachel Maddow, Anderson Cooper, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres are, are all out and proud, um, but they, they are also doing their jobs every day, so they don't wear their sexuality on a T-shirt. I mean, they go out there and they represent um, their networks and do their job very well, but they're also right. out and you know, have no problem with that. So that, to me, is a great part of television news, starting to say, this is part of how, this is part of America. This is it. This is us. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I agree. Completely agree. Now, our show, um, our, we're, we're rebranding, to, just to let the listeners know, by the time you hear this on New Year's Day, <laughs> we will, the former Gay News Radio, I'll make the announcement now, the former Gay News Radio is now Gay News America, and we've done this for inclusivity, if I can get that word out. <laughs> um, I, do also, I do also hold a business license, so as much as we wanted to totally veer off in other directions and drop the gay and go other directions, it's like, oh, well, we're also like a legal business, so we kind of got to keep it close to the best. But we're now Gay News America, and we're um, going to be hosting several different types of programs and inviting people to come on on the regular. So... Uh, we definitely want to thank the Gaty Bunch for coming on here. This will be airing on New Year's Day, 12 p.m. So um, any final comments that you'd like to add today? Well, yeah, no, I mean, if you guys, uh, listen, I, we appreciate the opportunity to come on. Yeah, and, thank you, guys. And, um, welcome us uh, with open arms. We appreciate that. Um, feel free to check us out. You know, we're all over the social media. All you got to do is type in gay, the Gaty Bunch. We're everywhere. So.